0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Band coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, people? And as always, I am we're blessed to have him back. Justin Favreau is joining us once again. Justin, how are you doing tonight? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Lovely, lovely. And we didn't force
1: him to come
2: on here, did we?
0: <laughs> no, I, we really didn't, to be honest. Didn't we, Justin. <laughs> Well,
2: I'm so happy to be be here here.
0: (laughs) 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 Love to hear it Um, But this was an interesting topic That Bill and I came up with a little while ago Bill, why don't you do the explain Of what tonight's topic is Okay, critics We all, we love them We hate them
1: And let's face it, we are them
2: We are Critics Aren't yeah. we so smart because we're critics, Justin?
1: I mean that in a general but, sense. We are all end of a day, Chris.
2: But anyway, there is one thing, though. Critics sometimes are not always right. There, there are people there are, just are just you and me. Just you and I who are sometimes wrong and they've gotten movies wrong that either they hated and ended up becoming great or that they liked and,
1: and stay on the 10th of time. And stay on the
2: 10th of time. And before we go forward, you know who's watching? Our number one fan, Nancy!
0: Hello, Matt. What's Glad going on, you.
2: Matt? What's up, buddy?
0: Um, hopefully all is well. Uh, we should, and uh, hopefully, all, all of our regular audience will come as, uh, come as well. So, who would like to go first tonight on uh, Critics Were Wrong? I nominate Justin. I nominate <laughs> Justin as well. Justin, why don't you go first?
1: Oh, it, w- it wouldn't be a mixed bag if we didn't start off hey. the Hubble Project.
2: You mean start off with what?
1: Um, a Marvel Project.
0: <sighs> all right.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's, let's about Marvel Studios' first rotten movie. Eternals.
2: Okay. So what did they... So what did... How were the critics wrong?
1: Well, let's go to the Rotten Tomatoes score. Shall we?
0: Let's do it. Here we go. Oops, hold on. There you go. Rotten Tomatoes score. Four Eternals. So, 47%.
1: That is lower than Man of Steel. Amazing Spider-Man Do Spider-Man 3. Um pretty sure Electra? Um okay. pretty sure Batman Batman covers actually actually of score than that. Not by mu- much, but 40, 47 cents And what were the critics um Reactions, uh, like what were the, the problems of this movie? Now, I, I saw this movie, and I thought it was okay. It was okay, long, yes. Um, but, but I enjoyed the characters. Are on screen, screen, um. The movie being overstuffed is a valid complaint. Um, There are some Um, confusing moments. There is is a spot that kind of does go nowhere. But here's where I think personal personal taste really comes into uh, um, play. In spite of all the negatives, I just pointed point out about the movie, it is beautiful, full, it well acted, it gives us questions that we never really, really thought about. Um, like like, ones asked me, does it give you the meaning meaning of life? Kinda, and it's not good. <laughs> the meaning of life. Not. I'm not talking about movie. Um. And, and I don't know. Like, like it's a movie that personally I want to see. See more of because as of how ambitious. A lot of this is, and, and you know, I saw I in how close out, um, talk, talk about this movie um, once comparing it to a new, a new baby that that is delivering to the world. So, this is a very personal project. There, there are rumors. That she actually went to Marvel to make this movie. So, i feel like this. May be made with all that passion. I don't, know, I don't know. I can't bear myself to hate it. Now, I've I've seen uh, one critic that that I've i follow called it. it Subtle, um, subtle bad Because it only gets bad once you think about it deeply. Which I was like, like, I might need to see the movie again to make that decision. But, but on first viewing, if anything. I think this would made a better better mini series than a movie, but for what they accomplished in two, two and a half hours, I was imp- impressed, and I like liked it. Awesome,
0: absolutely.
2: But what do you think the critics got
1: exactly wrong? Hang on, guys. There we go. So I think my uh my, my cut out on a lot of that. We heard you, don't worry.
2: Yes, we heard you, don't worry, buddy.
1: That's ten for good, buddy. <laughs> or at least my headphones
0: cut out. <laughs> I heard you. It was just choppy. You're good though, don't worry.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Anyway,
1: so I know you guys don't haven't seen this movie. Have you? You paid attention to any of the reviews for this for this movie?
2: No, I tend to not look because I play. I thought I was going to see it sooner, but um, Justin, you know me from our times doing car reviews that. I try not to look at reviews before I watch a movie. Mm. And, you know, since we've been reviewing movies for years, you know. Right, right.
1: No, I I get that.
2: Um, You know what? Quick question off topic. JT, do you look at reviews before you go into movies?
0: Uh, Sometimes it depends what movie it is. Uh, Because I'll give an example. I was looking today. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I was looking to, at reviews today for the new Scream movie. I've never seen any of the Scream movies at all, nor do I really want to. I'm not that big of a fan of them, but I was curious to see what the audience reaction was, and I suppose the critic rating was as well. And apparently it's doing really well critically and audience, uh, audience-wise, audience too. So,
2: Yeah, yeah I'm hearing yeah. the same. Yeah, I'm heard, hearing the same. I heard uh, I that Jeremy it, Johns gave it a yeah. good time. No alcohol
0: required.
2: No, no alcohol required.
0: Of course. I mean, I personally thought about it more and more. I was like, "Yeah," because it depends on what movie. Like, if it's a movie I want to go see, I will ignore. Like, if it's really a a movie I'm really anticipated for, I'm not going to pay attention to it. Like, I'm not for Spider-Man No Way Home. I avoided everything I possibly could. Then I saw the movie, and I was very pleased and happy with it.
2: Yeah, I avoided spoilers for four days.
1: Oh my god!
0: But I gotta say this too regarding like, but if it's a movie like. Let's just say, if it's a Marvel film, I will, uh, I'll ignore. But if it's a movie like Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, by the way, I just saw in theaters last week on its last theatrical run, um, it was fun. I, the, the, it says right here that it was 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I w- personally, I really liked it. I mean, I, I, Would I agree with that rating? Sure. But I liked it a little bit more than that, but that's me. So it all depends on where, you, where I am personally with critic ratings and whatnot. That's me. But it just depends on the movie.
1: This is what life needs to ha- happen. Ghostbusters 2016 should get Ghostbusters 2's Rotten rock- rocking- Tomatoes rating. Ghostbusters 2 should get Ghostbusters Afterlife's Rotten Tomatoes rating. And Ghostbusters Afterlife should get Ghostbusters 2016's Rotten Tomatoes rating. 'Cause you looked all all those ratings. Ghostbusters two is at like forty six six percent. Twenty six sixteen is at seventy seventy five or seventy-six picks per. And yeah, Ghostbusters out after life sexy two. I think I think there needs to be some shuffling.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah, um, and also I was actually gonna ask Matt Hemsley that question I just asked you, gentlemen. Uh, And also, Joe Wiley's watching. Hi, Joe. Um, I don't like to read specific reviews before I watch a movie to avoid spoilers. But I like to look on how well well reviewed a film is by checking Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores. Okay, well, like I said, but do you You know, before we go on here to your next pick, Justin, do you think maybe we as a film viewing society kind of cowtail to critics too much?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, as a society, we rely a a lot on word of mouth. Um, hey, I this, this movie's pretty, pretty good. We shall see it. Uh, that movie sucks. sucks. I think I'm going to pass, man. Um.
2: Well, you know what my response is, and it was to a certain movie that we saw and almost gave us a stroke. You know what I'm talking about, Justin. I'm like, okay, let's go see Gotti for ourselves and see, and then
1: they were right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The critics were right.
1: And the consensus right. Forget about about it. it. Forget about it. Or quoting
2: a very underrated film, Mickey Blue Eyes. Forget about it. Forget about it. But anyway. Alright, Justin. What's your
1: next pick, buddy? Um, Hook. Hook? Hook. Hook. This movie got destroyed by critics. 29 cents. I'm sorry, was this really? not your... Was it not part of your, ch- your childhood? You know, Rob- Robin... Robin Williams is Peter Pan. You have fucking Rufio. I mean, Dustin Hoff is Captain Finn Hook. And it feels like a Steven Spielberg movie. And listen to the consensus. The look 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 is lively indeed, but Steven Spielberg to run autopilot, going <laughs> in too quickly to his sentimental syrupy ser- qualities. It's a kid's movie about about Peter Pan, Neverland. What what do you expect? I'm sorry, three. This wasn't. The color of purple, too. Like Boogaloo.
2: Or or something big, deep, and, you know, something big, deep, and complex. It's like, sometimes when it comes to kids' movies, I think the critics tend to be a
1: little... It's funny, they're either either forgiving or too harsh. They're for, for if it's a cart car, if animated. But lord help you if you're, you're not Disney.
2: If you're not Disney, you are screwed.
1: And you're make, making Am a, I right? a, a live action adaptation of, of children's book.
2: So, I mean, so you,
1: this is a how could the critic not? Yeah, how can the critic not like Robin Williams? It's boring with kid, but that's what 20, 20, 25 minutes of the movie. That's still two two hours of Robin Williams learning to be P- Peter Pan. And then being in Pan.
2: And then once you think about it, once you think about it, Robin Williams is like the perfect part for Peter Pan once you think about it.
1: I didn't hear any of that actually. Robin Williams is the perfect part to be Peter Pan. By saying that five times
2: fast. fast. Robin Williams is the perfect part for Peter Pan. Robin Williams is the perfect part for Peter Pan. Robin Williams is the... But, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think the critics just looked way too deep into it. I think they just looked way too deep into it, and...
1: It's a classic! And they put... put too, I think they put... too much... Expectations on it just because it's a sp- spiel, yeah.
2: Because I think they expect every movie to be, even though this was before that, they expect every movie to be saving Private
1: Ryan. Well, we hadn't this is right before uh, Schindler's list, so What's this? I'm not sure. Shenmue Plus was, was 93,
0: right? Yes, correct. Is that your next pick? Okay. okay.
2: No. Everyone adored that movie. Oh, yeah. Everyone went crazy over it.
0: I wasn't sure. I, I, I was just... Because you were talking about it for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> How could you say that?
2: <laughs> okay. So, what next?
1: Um... See, I'm not sure if looking at, at the Rotten Tomatoes score, score, my next pick would be an, an accurate statement for what it got in the past. The shining. What was it? Shining. Oh, that was on my list.
2: And, J- and JT, what does that mean? You guys swiped right! We swiped right! We swiped right!
1: Wait to go. Why is it fresh? See? Because it's been re-evaluated oh. as, as a clack. Oh, alright. But, but the big critic Uh-oh. is something we can talk, talk is about.
2: that the man who wrote it himself, Mr. Stephen King.
1: That's indeed. Yes.
2: Stephen King hated this movie. Stephen King absolutely hated it. He hated it so much, he produced his own version of it.
1: And obviously inferior, but nonetheless faithful version.
2: And and even when it was released, it wasn't really that, it wasn't really that hit upon, it wasn't really a big box office hit.
1: Yeah, because, uh hang on sec, let me, I think Dreebird I think wasn't a fan of this one either. Um...
2: And critics didn't, and when it first came out, critics hated it.
0: It's all you guys. <laughs> yeah, the, you never saw The Shining, JT? No, I've seen it, but I I, I can't comment on like the, the critic rating stuff.
2: Yeah, um, King most often cited criticism of Kubrick's Shining adaptation is the casting of Jack Nicholson.
0: Who's a goat? He didn't One like of- Jack
2: Nicholson. Well, Nicholson is a legendary actor. What is perhaps the most famous aspect of the film, King has stated that Nicholson comes off as unhinged from the start. Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that kind of the point?
1: Um of, of the thing, Yes. However, I do understand where King's coming from because and he wrote the damn character. He knows, he knows the character, Jack Torrance, like the back of his own hand. Um, so yes, while it makes sense in the in the movie, in in the book, it could have been completely really different. And it's like,
0: uh It's a tough call.
2: Yeah, like, he didn't like that. I guess I didn't read the book, Justin, did you? No. Well, Stephen King, it's like, you know, the his books are like, you know, six million pages long. But.
1: Apparently yeah, they're I, page turners, though. Page, hmm.
2: They're what? Page, page turners. Because the King. While King's book spends time establishing Jack, Wendy, and Danny as a family that cares about each other, the author thinks that Kubrick shining is too emotionally cold.
1: Yes, yes. yes. He did say something, something along the lines of Nicholson was cold where Jack is supposed to be hot, hot or something like that.
2: And finally, King's book ends with a satisfying but bittersweet climax in which Jack fights off his madness long enough to allow his family to escape but causing the overlook to explode. In Kubrick's film, Jack freezes to death. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie... Yeah, so it's really weird because looking back at it today, this movie's a classic.
1: Absolutely. And even critics agree um, that that it should be regarded as as such. Uh, But ultimately, yeah, sometimes uh, the 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 people behind the the characters are going to be the biggest critic.
2: Jay Scott, a movie critic, said one can fast forget The Shining as an overreaching multi-level botch.
0: Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys my Shining story about when I went to Colorado? Tell
2: me, but you didn't tell Justin.
0: Uh, I wasn't sure. Did you stay at the, the so, Overlook Hotel? I didn't say the Overlook Hotel, but they, uh, it's funny. Out there, they actually give tourists, like, they give tours of the actual Stanley Hotel. Like, the the, the one that they shot the movie, oh, no, sorry, the inspiration for the book, that hotel, uh, they give a tour of that hotel uh, all uh, throughout. Um, I was there a couple years ago for Christmas and i saw <laughs> like there, i saw room 2 to th- 230 uh, two was it 273 two, 217 it was. 217 sorry 237 i it turns out that room is booked year round and it's really difficult to get in fact celebrities have stayed in that room out in that and that, ho- in that um, room as including bob dylan which i found out was interesting so just a fun fact for you guys out there that i actually was at the real inspiration for the hotel Huh. Now that's interesting. The more you know. This has been random facts with JT.
2: Random
1: facts with JT.
0: But you know, like, here's,
2: here's my like sort of shining story. When I uh, about three years ago, I was at a wedding in Long Island, and I was at this hotel, which was creepy as hell. I was expecting the twins coming out.
1: Come play with us, Billy. Come play with us.
2: Right. And I just could hear it. right run, right run, right, run, right, right. right, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or Jack Nicholson. Uh, like, I don't want to kill you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I like and I love The Shining. It's just weird that, you know, and you know what? Do you think maybe the critical hate did have to do with the fact that Stephen King didn't like the movie? maybe. What do you think, Justin?
1: Possible. Um, It's possible, but it's not always the case because Stephen King has written crazy shit.
0: Yeah, he has. Uh, Um...
1: And when, when a movie is crafted so meticulously, so that is that is something that um has been reevaluated how the movie was was made, especially uh the treatment of Cuckoo to his cast. Well, here's something Um.
2: but you know when we talk about um, when we talk about you know about Stephen King you got to look at it this way. Ready? It's an adaptation.
1: Shit is going to change. In reality, yeah. However, however, in King Mind, it was a very fundamental change. What was that? In King Mind, it was a very fundamental change.
2: Yeah, that is true. So... So, yeah. So, your next pick is The Shining. Do you have any others? Um... I remember Psycho. Oh, that was another one on my list. You're stealing all of mine, Justin.
1: Okay. why well, will move on to you then. Okay. Okay. Because Honestly, the rest of them would probably be on our list as well.
2: Okay. Right. My, mine is, and we could talk about this one together, actually. Psycho. The film okay. Psycho was
1: From actually...
2: The yep, original, the right?
1: Yes, of course.
0: The No, we're talking about the
2: 1998 movie by Gus Van Sant with Vince Vaughn.
0: Making sure, making sure. God, what if we were talking about that?
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come talk to you again. But, yeah, but it's like when... It's like, okay. Actually, first, when the movie came out, the, the reviews of the film were actually mixed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: According to Bosley Crowther of the New York Times, there is not an abundance of subtlety or the or lately familiar Hitchcock bent towards significant and colorful scenery in this obviously low budget job. Crowther actually called the slow buildups to sudden shocks reliably melodramatic, but contested Hitchcock's psychological points reminiscent of Kraft L. Eben's studies is less effective. While the film did not conclude satisfactory to the critic, he commended the cast's performance as fair. It's just... And other reviews actually called this movie a blot on his honorable, on Hitchcock's honorable career. And they called it plainly a gimmick movie. Hmm. So, interesting. Are the critics right? Are they wrong?
1: Well, they're obviously wrong um, because here we are are 60 plus years later talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: This this is a film that's taught film school. And since
2: you went to film school, my friend, didn't they talk about it a lot?
1: Hitchcock was famous for a style of story storytelling called The Bomb Under the Table. Um, and what that entailed is there is there a bomb under, under a table and two people are having dinner at at this table mm-hmm. if you don't show audience the bomb beforehand and and the bomb, the bomb blows big big shot. but but dissipates fades very quick but if you show you know the bomb's there. And they're Bradley. eating dinner. You're just waiting. Waiting for, for the bomb to go off.
2: Boom! I was actually... Uh, I was, I had lunch with a friend today, and he actually told me that his... That it after Psycho came out, his father um, actually bought a clear shower curtain so they could see someone coming.
1: Huh. But see, yeah, some people back then take like, a movie that is scary, and they they see that as low art. exploitive neath them.
2: They go like, yes, yes, low art, yes, yes, this is such a low art. We want to go watch the stuffy English
1: movie.
2: But Alfred Hitchcock, um, this
1: is stuffy English movie.
2: But would you say this is a movie that um Alfred Hitchcock um would you say like this is like Alfred Hitchcock's most you know that this was his most whatchamacallit? Um that this was probably the most well-known, well known or not well known, but his the big one
1: that it's the one, one everyone points it. to. Us. The birds, north by north, northwest. Um, strangers on a train. Vertigo. I think that those are the big ones. Absolutely.
2: And, yeah. and also, um, Okay, um here's another one. Here is a another one that I just hmm. You know what? Should we go more with that critics didn't like or go or go with one that critics actually liked? And the no, you can go won't. with
1: one they liked.
2: Yeah, we're gonna switch gears a little bit if that's cool. And you know what I heard about this one? JT's about to have a heart attack. So, JT, you might want to sit down for this one.
0: I am sitting down. uh oh.
2: um, Which movie? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of you're- the Crystal Skull. What about it? When it
1: came out. Yeah. Well, considering as has a 78% on tomatoes. Critics liked it. The critics actually liked it when it came out. And so, by their standards, this is better than Eternals. This is better than what? Eternal. Out of two, 277 critics, 78% of them liked the, the movie. Yeah. So, uh, how do you feel about that,
2: Just um, JT?
0: I mean, I see where they're coming from. I mean, there's definitely redeeming... Quality. Was it a great movie? No. Were the redeeming qualities?
1: Was it a good movie?
0: Were there redeeming qualities about it that I liked overall? Sure. Would I call it an Indiana Jones movie? Absolutely not. But that's me.
1: Where's the franchise and Jake? Roger
2: Ebert actually gave the film three and a half out of four stars.
1: This movie was a huge case of fantasy.
2: And- and it's Phantom Medicine, and we'll explain that in a second, but Leonard Moulton actually also gave it a positive review. And I think what's so
1: bizarre... and eh, No one's perfect. ...is
2: that is that the critics were like well, the fans saw through it. While the fans actually saw through it. And they're like, yeah, this is garbage. It's, it's just a gimmick. Am I right, Justin? They kind of just saw that as this is just a gimmick.
1: Yeah. And I think that this is kind of where the internet and message boards really started to come to play here. Um, internet criticism was very, very, very very back then. 2008. Um, YouTube, youtube will in its infancy uh, in, in its infancy um you really didn't have that many online line reviewers who, who would also be included on that tomato mirror in today's day's world. And and they're the ones who were on those message boards saying this movie sucks. They might not be the be the trolls, but they were on those boards. The trolls would be like, like this movie is Satan reincarnated. And if you like it, then you're a Satanist. Blah blah blah. blah. Bag of Nisses blah. But, and you know
2: what? And we, I want to go back to a point. What you said, um, Phantom Menace. For those
1: manisas, oh. oh, that.
2: For those of you who don't know what Phantom Menace is, I'm going to try to explain it, Justin. I want you to grade this on grade me on this. You ready? Okay. Okay. Phantom Menace. is actually basically started in with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Which was when people saw the movie, and even though it's bad, well, I don't think it's the worst of the Star Wars prequel trilogy. I think Attack of the Clones holds that title. Um, but it, but we can all agree it's not a good movie. Can can we all agree on that? It is not a good movie. Yep. Um,
1: it's but no, people, it's a good movie.
2: People were trying to convince themselves that it was actually good when it was crap. And you know, if you look even to the critics with The Phantom Menace, Roger Ebert actually gave it like three stars.
1: At a four? He also was, he four, was a sucker for, for visuals.
2: Also was a sucker for what? Visuals. Business. The late, great Roger Ebert actually liked Phantom Menace. And... And that was, and you know, that was that's the thing. It's like, I think when people, because you know, I think it was the same thing with here with start with um with Phantom Menace because this was the first time we saw a an Indiana Jones movie in like what twenty years. Uh The last one was Last Crusade in nineteen eighty nine. And the last one was the last crusade in 1989. And, Man, when we finally, and when we find, and when we, when this finally came back, people were like, no, it was actually good. No, I, because I, they want to remember the fond memories of it. And
1: this, the stuff, yeah. is a powerful thing. When you have your nostalgia goggles on, you're going to be more forgiving at least the time around. Um, yeah. Your viewings might get tougher. You look at it as...
2: You basically look at it as... Because you basically look at the franchise as a child who can do no wrong. Yeah. And then... When you finally see that the franchise actually did go wrong, you're trying to you're basically in denial. And you know what they say about denial, folks.
1: It's just a river in Egypt.
2: It's not just a river in Egypt. People are convinced. People try to give No, no, no. And I think that's what happened with Star Wars. Like that was the first Star Wars movie. Justin, when did um when did Return of the Jedi come out? 1983. That This was the first Star Wars movie when Phantom Menace came out. That was the first Star Wars movie in 16 years. That
1: was the first Theatrical Star Wars movie really that came out. At least.
2: Theatrically released in 16 years. So I you think people are just them. so... <laughs> I think people were just so hooked on the nostalgia from the Star Wars series. Yeah. When they really, when they really first saw the Phantom Menace, they're like, "What? No, no, no! This is actually good." What? No.
0: I want to comment on that for a second, but I literally, I have a story to tell. I have another story to tell about the Phantom Menace. But so, I. I what i've gone on record before i've said this before about one of my favorite youtubers in the world and i, I one day i hope to meet him if you're listening to me john campbell i love you you're amazing uh anyways he saw the phantom menace he he lived in la at the time but he drove from la to canada to see it in his favorite movie theater number one number two he saw it 19 times in theaters mm-hmm. bear with me and by the he he said that he he did just what you said he said he convinced himself to like it and then he's like no this is a terror after like the 18th or 19th time he said it was a terrible film and so i see where you're coming from where some people like phantom menacing stuff that just makes sense to me personally if you're trying to like not whitewash but like if you're trying to phantom menace a movie you know that to me that's that's a big one i mean it's when we get to my couple of picks, I got like three or four films to be honest, to to talk talk about tonight, but I got to tell you, there's some films. I think that the critics are just, I think the general fan base of those films love that film or that film, that sequel or prequel, whatever. And I think that they're just, there are some critics who are just flat out wrong straight up. And I'll get to this in a little bit, but Bill, uh, Bill, I'd want to shed some light on that. Cause like he's like, you said, he, like I said, he saw it 19 times in theaters in 99. And by the the sixteenth time, he's like, "This sucks." That's oh,
1: crazy. And why did go two more, t- more times? No, because
0: he, he's he's a living, breathing Star Wars freak. If you watch him, if you watch a show, you know what I mean. But yeah,
1: so he literally had memorized every frame of film of that movie just because. He wanted to fill out his Star Wars.
0: And yeah, and on top of that scene in his favorite movie theater in Canada, like I think Saskatchewan, I forget what it is. But anyways, he literally drove a thousand miles. It was his Mecca, he said, to, to go see The Phantom Menace. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's, that's determination at its finest.
1: That's dedication. That
0: yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. That that's just might throw two cents for the day. Um, Billy, you got anything else? Uh, Yeah, give me one second. Okay, guys, I'm going to be honest with you
2: folks. I'm just sort of winging it.
0: I actually Um, became a little prepared tonight. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
2: Damn it. But, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm sort of winging it tonight. Um, What's your next film, bud? Okay. This was a movie I actually just found when people talked about this, and I'm not going to say if the critics were were right or wrong on this, but it says... Okay, and this is a movie I actually like.
1: I think I think. I know What was it? I think I know. It. Okay, Justin, what is it? Is it Green Book?
2: No. But maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> Who knows? We'll talk about it. I <laughs> critics actually liked that movie, though, didn't they? Oh, yeah. You know what? We'll get to that.
1: In- remember the Oscar backlash? Okay, you know what?
2: Why don't we just talk about that now, shall we? Um,
1: um, I mean, you're gonna have to lead, lead that one because I haven't seen the movie okay. movie.
2: okay, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's have you ever heard of it, JT? It's called Green Book. I, I feel like I have. Okay, this is a movie. Oh, god, we're in controversy town. Damn it, I don't like controversy town, but here it's we insane. go. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah. Thanks, Justin, for driving me to controversy town.
0: Thanks, Justin. Sorry. Yeah. Th- you could have said no. Okay.
2: Wait, wait. What? The critics actually like it more than the audience on this?
0: Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, that failed, didn't it, Justin? Listen, the only reason, reason I brought that up was because of the Oscar controversy.
2: Okay. For, okay. Well, you know, we'll talk about that briefly. Okay. This was a movie that. Is about the life of Don Shirley, a classical pianist who gets the who hires a white chauffeur named Tony, and and Don Shirley is white. Tony's or Don Shirley's black. Tony's white, and it's a you know he's driving him on tour, and it's about you know it's about you know Tony having to overcome his racial prejudices and listen this was a movie when I first saw it I actually did like it I actually did like it and I was singing the praises but then now thinking about it because oh, okay while the critics love it a lot even though this it this movie did end up winning best picture and the controversy yeah. is it's one of those typical white savior films Mm-mm. for those of you who don't know what that is it's basically the person the character who is the person of color gets in trouble and, and the, the white, and the white person is then. there to save his ass and also there was some historical inaccuracies but that's been debated like when this movie came out Doc Shirley Masha Hershi Ali's character hit he- Doc Shirley's family, because Doc Shirley has passed away. Doc Shirley's family hated this movie. They hated it. They denounced it. Yeah. Because they're like because they're like, oh, well, none of what happened in that movie is true. I should have brought it up last week when we did historically inaccurate movies, but the reason I didn't, JT. Yeah is because there is a lot of debate if it really happened or not, because they said Doc Shirley and, and Tony's relationship, like Doc Shirley's family said that said, no, they weren't friends. The relationship was strictly professional. Like I'm sure Don, Don and Tony had mutual respect for one another but no, Tony was Don's employee, and their relationship was strictly professional. And but then, but then, but then Tony's son, who was actually one of the producers on this film, actually came forward and said, "No, Don Shirley was, and my dad were really good friends, and my dad were really good friends." Like, you know, he came over and he gave me ice skates for either my birthday or Christmas or something like that. And, you know, there was also – and, you know, because there was also recordings of Don Shirley saying, oh, Tony's more than just an employee to me. But, But the critics love this movie. Remember, Justin, the critics were singing this movie's praises. Yep. And then when this movie won Oscar, oh, guess what happened, Justin, after it won the Oscar?
1: Oh, the backlash. Yeah, but I applaud. think... This is going to be one of the last movies of this type that's going to get the kind of uh, praise. I feel. But, but this
2: is the movie that Oh my god, people were and plus there was also controversy that one of the writers made some racist comments and also made com- just made a joke, made a statement about kind of reiterate what Trump said about people dancing in the streets after 9/11. But yeah, that surrounds everything, but the critics absolutely adored this movie and me since I'm probably the only one here who's seen it, it's good. It's, I think it's good, but I really will admit this, this movie, this, because this is, because I've always felt like I think Academy Award movies, and if Matt Hemsley's watching, I know he's going to hate me for saying this, I feel like sometimes what the movies pick is more movies that critics like and not what moviegoers like. Justin, JT, agree or disagree?
0: Um, I haven't seen it so I can't comment on the movie itself but I will say I agree with what you're saying Personally, that, that's me but I mean I'm just saying
2: <laughs> Justin, what do you think?
1: Um. So my, my headset cut out at the last sentence
2: Okay, what I said was that I feel like Oscar movies are more for... And trust me, there are Oscar movies that I really enjoy, and I'm probably going to try to watch all the nominees before the ceremony this year. But I feel like sometimes those movies are geared more towards critics than they are towards actual moviegoers.
1: I mean, yeah, a big part of that is because the Academy that, that vote on what movies going to be nominated than the win- winning are a bunch of stuffy old, old white guys. They are. and They
2: kind of are. But but no. And like, again, this was a movie
1: that... Just like the Hollywood Foreign Press. This
2: was a movie that I liked. But can you understand the controversy at all, Justin? Or do you think people would just make it? Oh, I understand it. Was?
1: it. I understand it.
2: Because yeah. what the white savior thing or
1: Yeah. I mean it's a tired trope now now. Um Too many people have relied on it in the past. Time to move on. Move on. And yeah, while a good
2: Okay, uh Matt Hemsley Unsubscribed. No, he didn't. He didn't. He said Green Book is a decent movie, but did not deserve Best Picture and deserves a lot of criticism. It got agreed, agreed, 100% agree with you, Matt. And Academy Awards are not supposed to pick what are the most popular, they're supposed to pick the best films. That's true.
1: Well, even, even they have a hard time with
2: that. Green Book got good reviews, but it definitely wasn't one of the most critically acclaimed films of 2018. Critics in the Academy aren't the same. Okay. Okay, Matt Hemsley is right. Matt Hemsley is right. As I said last week, Matt Hemsley knows everything. So, you're right on that one, Matt.
1: Well played, my adversary.
2: Yeah. Oh, by the way, quick side note. Ju- Matt, I think Justin wants, wants to do a ga- game of movie between you two sooner or later, don't you, Justin.
1: I'm coming Coming for you.
2: Oh, that is going to bring up views. Okay. But anyway, okay, here was the movie I was going to say before Justice suggested Green Book. And this was a movie that I actually did like. And I remember in my mind, when I first saw this movie, it was my number one of 2012. But watching it again, and critics have praised it, Dark Knight Rises.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And it has a 90-something percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. Like,
0: hold on. I got it. Um, 87%. Critics yeah, but when it first
2: came out, it was like a 94%. And here's the thing. Critics were praising it when it came out. Yeah. And again, I don't think this movie is bad. I will say, of the trilogy, it is the weakest of the trilogy. Of course. It is the weakest of the trilogy. I think it's a strong finish, but compared to the other two, it's kind of weak. And because here's the thing, and when I first watched this movie, and Justin, we saw it together, remember? Yep. I was like, yeah! Yeah! This was great! This
1: was awesome! It might have been the... (laughs) I have just been in the exhaustion because we did just watch the previous two movies back-to-back.
2: And I remember, and this is actually an important part of the story, I actually watched um, Doug Walker's review of it. Actually, i watched like the first couple seconds of it because when he first said, this is the part where I turned it off and said, I didn't like it. I'm like, oh, what do you know, Doug? Click. What do you know? That movie was awesome. That movie was freaking fantastic. Screw you, Doug Walker.
1: Unsubscribe. But, <laughs> yeah.
2: but, no, I didn't unsubscribe. I still, you know, I still like him. But anyway, I know,
1: I know, I know, I'm joking.
2: And then I gave the movie, and then I I remember I got it on DVD for that Christmas. So I ran up, and I was expecting it to be awesome again. And then I'm thinking, when I watched it again, I saw more of the flaws. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. No,
0: that doesn't make sense. That that doesn't doesn't, doesn't
1: make sense. It's like seeing It's Actually, I am not going to make that analogy.
0: I feel like some films need to be like, you need to have need some rewatchability to them to fully get some plot holes or gaps that are missing. Like, In I mean, way, Bill experienced that with The Dark Knight Rises.
2: Because then I'm like thinking, wait a minute, how the hell did Bruce Wayne get back to Gotham City? Exactly. And then it's like, and then I remember, and then I remember, I'm like seeing goes, wait a minute, that didn't make sense. And then, yeah. and then I remember, I went back to Doug's review and some of the things he was saying, I'm like, you know what? I can, I can kind of see that. Like not everything I agreed with. I didn't agree with everything he said, but a good chunk of what he said, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Doug's right. And but because, you know, like this was the comment, well, what was the point of the sec? What was the point of the second film? Cause once you think about it, there's more connections to Batman begins than there is the dark Knight.
1: And I've been working years just trying to connect the second movie to one and three.
2: But then I but then I remember I think Jeremy John said this in his review, and his review was, you know, that it was
1: oh, Awesome. Yeah,
2: and then I remember something he said. He goes, even though the Joker and stuff is not mentioned in this movie, he still, like, here's the connection. He's still, in in a way, the Joker won.
1: Yeah, that's. Like, he that's, like his effects what, are still, the, still
2: seen on in the movie.
1: He, so he might not be in the movie, movie but. Maybe
2: the, the connection be- how, you know, he killed Rachel Dawes, he turned Harvey Dent into Two-Face. So it kind of shows that is the connection between the second and third, between the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises.
1: And but, say that the is yeah. not a, me- a member of the League of Shadows Sh- himself as a wild card.
2: Because when this... Because the movie did... Because like I said, I do not hate this movie. I don't. Uh-huh. But I do think, you know, after further viewings, I'm like, you know what? Like, if I were to make that list again, I probably would have put Avengers as my number one movie twenty twelve.
1: Still make it your top ten? If I would have made... what was that? Still make your I'd top still make 10. my top
2: ten? Most likely. But I think, you know, because critics really did like the film, and uh, we all know what JT's views on Christopher Nolan are. But
0: I'm not even saying anything. What the hell?
2: Oh, you know, we got to pick on you once. We, we do got to gotta pick on him, right, Justin?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, my he, God. He, he wakes up every morning,
0: Christopher Nolan can suck it! And no, I, I really don't, but okay.
2: <laughs> Just, uh, JT, we got some bad news. You're kind of outnumbered, so... Is he outnumbered, Justin?
1: I mean, I, I have... So many pictures of your effigy of, for Nolan. It's... I can make a, a stroke out of it. But
2: no, critics were really liking this movie, but, you know, I hear audiences even said, yeah, that was... Dark Knight Rises was kind of boring.
1: Yeah, and let's let's be honest. Talia Al Ghul as the main villain, kind of underwhelming. That was kind of of, nowhere. uh, And and now we're not.
2: No, but he's not the son of Ra's. He's not the child of Ra's Al Ghul. I am.
0: Yeah, ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that was. I mean, okay. If you know the comics, and once they mention child of Ra's Al, you know. You know who
0: who's coming? I remember being in the theater saying, "Bane cannot be Ghoul's son because Razielgul doesn't have a son." I remember literally thinking that in the 2012, ten years ago, in the theater. So,
1: well, you were well, you were right.
0: I was right. The people I was with were like, "What?" I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah, okay. Really, yeah, people the, <laughs> the critics were right about the Dark Knight Rises again. I don't hate this movie. I don't. I actually mm-hmm. do like it. But I do think of the Nolan trilogy. You said you liked it better than Batman Begins. And dude, we're good friends. That's your opinion, and you are entitled to it. Me or Justin? No, no, Hemsley. Hemsley is the oh, main I was cat. gonna say. I
1: was gonna say. I definitely don't, I don't think better than Batman Be- Begins. Yeah, if I were to rank the Nolan trilogy, to my,
0: to if I mouth. were to
2: rank the Nolan trilogy, I would say Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises.
0: That's it for a lot of people, too.
2: Yeah, that's how I would rank mm-hmm. it Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight Rises. But, yeah, but you listen, dude, that's your opinion. And if you like this movie more than I do, that's fine. It's totally cool. That's totally cool. Again, I don't hate this movie. I don't. Yeah. I would, you know, I really, I would probably say Dark Knight, A, Batman Begins, A. B plus A minus, I would probably give the Dark Knight Rises like a B B plus. But like I said, I don't hate this movie. No.
1: Um uh, none of us did. It's, it's just,
2: just I I think it was a good ending to the franchise. Flawed. I think it was a good ending. But just compared it's, to the other a, one, it's a, it's a flawed movie. I think it's the weakest compared to the other two. And if you think Batman begins as we compare to the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight rises. Matt, more power to you. We can we can disagree and still be friends. Um that's part of life, guys. It's part of life. And also, Justin, Matt said he'd love to play a game of movie against you. Oh, can we be seeing this live pay-per-view from the super review show?
0: I love how we haven't even gotten to my picks yet.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. All right, JT, you get on to your picks, my friend. All right, I
0: have at least like pipe. I have like three. I had four and now I have three because you, you said a couple of them. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to jump your good flow of conversation. The first one to me is actually a film I really liked a lot. I liked it quite a bit. I did not see it in theaters. I saw it when I bought the Blu-ray box set of yes, a Blu-ray box set of it. But I think Justin's going to be a little shocked by this and I said this, but Predators from 2010. I looked this up and I say, hear me out for a sec. I liked it quite a bit. Do I think the critics were wrong? Sort of yes, sort of no. Because I was looking through this stuff ahead of time. I actually, you know, the audience score was not the best too, but the critics liked it for the most part. I, I agree with them on that. But I think I, I think it was a little like, and I want to get your opinion to this because I, I was reading up on this before we started. I was, you know, this is a movie that I saw. I thoroughly liked it because I like the pro premise that they're on the alien planet instead of being on Earth. That's me. Do I agree with it? Do I think they're wrong for making it too high? I could see that. I, I read through. I see some of their reasoning, but I personally know that's that's, I, I, that's why I think they're wrong. I disagree with them a little bit on that. What do you guys think about... Pr- First off, have you guys seen this movie? No, I haven't. No. Have you, Justin?
1: No, damn it! <laughs> I'm
0: right, I, I, because interested see in seeing
1: um Um, so I'm not the biggest horror okay. horror guy, you know. And okay. for the okay. last time, the Predator franchise seemed to me like a horror franchise. I am evaluating that now, uh, be- because I am a Schwarzenegger person. um. So I really, really yeah. do want to no, see the there was no original predator.
0: Yeah. There um, was no Arnold in this. It was actually it's a, basically for those who don't know what this movie is about, it's about human beings that got abducted and taken to the predator home world and they have to fight off the group of predators coming after them on their planet. It was a pretty it was a nice premise too. Um, aren't
1: they all like really bad people too?
0: Like there's one, Adrian Brody plays the military guy. He's got the like guns and stuff. There's like one journalist. I think Topher Grace plays the journalist. Believe it or not, I don't. Know, I just I, 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 I saw this. I was like, you know what? Let's talk about this. Of course, of course. Topher Grace of all things, Eddie Brock is a is a reporter too. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I or like Eric, Form. yeah, I, yeah. That- Eric Forman. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what he called,
1: Eric Foreman. That that trip to Africa like, did him no favors.
0: No. Yeah, I forget that Lawrence Fishmore was in it too. He was actually. Gonna, he now. I remember I watched this like for the first time on blu Oh Ray.
1: God, Walton like, I,
0: I know that's something. I like, there's a lot of there's a couple of really good actors in here too. I just Chris Stuckman's the first review of it. He he said it was not good, but I mean, all I'm a I'm a big fan of the statement that all film is subjective. Personally. <laughs> And I actually liked it, but I think the critics were a little wrong by putting it as low as it was. I would give it a solid seventy, if I if the critics' rating averaged out. That's me though. But that's that's me. So, but you guys haven't seen this. You guys can't really comment on this movie, so I get it. But Losiento. I mean, this is me. I, mean, I I wanted to bring it up because I'll take, your, one take one your word for me. that.
1: This because I heard that it's <laughs> actually not not bad.
0: No, it's really, like I when I put it above Predator Two, actually, yeah, because Predator Two has got like you know it has it has its eighties and nineties moments of cheese in it, but this one was really, really actually a solid take on the franchise. It takes place after A V P and A V P Reckoning, so, um, and then the the Predator that came out—I didn't even see that one, so I can't really comment on it, but. Yeah, yeah Shane Black. It's
1: it, 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 it's funny because I was I was excited for that movie, that movie because I like Shane Black. But. I love him too. He oh, let's not
0: forget Shane Black was in Predator One. He was. He was uh, Hawkins, right? I think that, that's scary I don't even know, but like, he was. He's been around the set. He's I, I, when they announced he was directing it. And you know what they got for the writer of that movie? Hey, he wrote it a... No, no, but he, the co the writer of the most recent Predator film was Fred Decker, the director of Robocop 3. I don't know how that happened or how that, like, when they first said that, I'm like, what the hell are they thinking? They're putting Robocop 3's director and writer as the co writer for a new Predator film? You have, that is intriguing to me personally. So, anyways, that just just put your mind around that for a sec. The director and writer of RoboCop three co-wrote the new Predator film.
1: Wait, did he did other stuff though? Did he?
0: Let's I mean I don't know.
1: Just look him up. Sure. Sure.
0: He directed. He directed a couple films, I think. The Monster Squad. He wrote. He also did a. Oh, okay. Well, so he's done, done decent stuff before. Yeah, but he wrote the that's his like most recent in the IMDb credit is the Predator. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Mm, I know. Like, I don't even know why they chose like that '80s vibe. I guess, or with writing, he wrote a couple episodes. Of, he produced a couple episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. He's directed. The mountain blind run dent robocop. I don't even know. This guy is it was a weird I don't mean,
1: squad is a good movie. Cheesy. For good. 80s cheese, right?
0: What predator, I mean uh, Robocop 3. And,
1: and you know you know how much I love aged cheese. Oh yeah, I know. Absolutely. When some someone says that that movie ate milk, I take that as a compliment. Oh, my God. Because that, that's just cheese.
0: Cheese. Cheese. I, I just... I don't, the, the name Fred Decker. I looked at his IMDb credits when they announced that movie, and I was like, what the hell? They announced Fred Decker as the writer... Of co writer of the Predator, for, it was an out a left field pick for me. I was like, Shane Black is probably like, get that guy. Anyways, we went on a little Predator tangent, but I still like this movie quite a bit. I mean,
1: Shane Black is also over, over on the Monster Squad, they've worked together before. Yeah, of course. Oh, so, no. that's probably how. Yeah,
0: um, I have so, anyways, that's my little thing for Predator my next pick, if you guys are ready for it, I actually have an interesting, this might surprise you, but it's like, it's a comedy from the nineties that you, I, I, you guys are familiar with Tommy boy. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I uh, want it. Yeah. Go ahead. Fat guy, little coat, fat guy, yeah. little coat. What Bad a prime example. A
1: Bad guy, guy in a little coat. Fat guy uh, a little in a little coat. coat.
2: Rest in peace, Chris Farley. We miss you. Yes.
0: Um, um, look, look just look at the audience score and look at the critic score for Tommy Boy. Yes, it's like a 90, 1995 film, sure. It's their typical 1995
1: film. Honestly. Okay. If if we're gonna talk about Tommy, we also need to, need to talk Water Boy. We also need to talk, talk about Happy more because all of those nineties movies were hated by
0: critics. Critics
1: Because I know Roger Ebert hated Waterboy. Yeah. Oh my god. He he, he hated, hated anything Poor Rob Schneider touched. Poor Rob yeah. Schneider. Um yeah. I know
2: you feel differently about Mr. Schneider, but
1: I know there, was a, there were there Titanic and Chandler movies, but Rob Schneider were, were wasn't most of those movies.
2: But yeah, anyway, what were you saying, JT, about this? I
0: don't know. I just, I thought it was an interesting pick because, like, I mean, I mean, I love the movie. I've seen it by three times in my life because it is, it doesn't have that rewatchability for me. But I love it. I love it every time I see it. That but a little yeah, yeah, I mean.
2: Chris Farley is absolutely hilarious. And you know what? It's like what Justin said. A lot of those 90s comedies are hated by
1: critics. And I think and, once you
2: think about it, I think most comedies are hated
1: by critics. And that's because comedy, in and of itself, is so subjective. Because my sense of humor is it's probably different than. JD's sense of humor, of humor, which is different from um, sense of humor. Yes, absolutely. It's, we all we all stuff that them make us laugh and stuff that make make us cringe. And sometimes that'll interrupt. Sometimes clash. Um I And there's
2: only time love, so many times you could say that's not funny.
1: Yeah. Like Or that's funny. I love offensive kinds of It's done well. It's done with thought. For some As people, that. Say... Go ahead. As you
2: always say, if you're going to be offensive, you better be funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It is true. True. You're gonna be on You better be damn sure that what you're you're gonna say is, is fun. Hilarious. Cause dying is easy. Cow is hard.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I I thought it was a good one to bring up because I mean, the critics obviously were very wrong by the audience reading to this.
2: Because they're all yes, yes, not oh god, cringe, cringe. Where's my spot of tape? No, no, we have to go watch this Aunt house movie. That's so pretentious, but we love it.
1: I, I see another we movie friends. we we can talk about. What well,
0: Naked what? Gun three? <laughs> no, <but laughs> I I think the Naked Gun trilogy is great, but that's me. All right, JP, oh.
1: you what's
0: your
2: next one? All right, Justin, what's yours? What's yours? Justin, really
0: quick.
1: I was gonna say say science because it, it should not be at 57 percent. That movie is amazing. I haven't seen it. It is weird, but it is amazing. You can see Bill Paxton turn into a giant turd monster.
2: Isn't Bill Paxton like in
0: everything? Yeah, yeah, It really is. Uh, let me think. What's the other one? Uh, there was one more I had in mind. Um, I took note of it. Give me one sec. Hold on.
2: We'll give you two.
0: What was it? I literally I took note of it too. It was well. I was gonna say Return of the Jedi because then I was thinking Metacritic for some reason, not 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 Rotten Tomatoes. But I mean, Return of the Jedi. Anyone? Do we need? To talk, do you want to talk about it or no? Yeah, um, what what
2: did, did critics
1: not like Return of the Jedi? No, they didn't. really. really. Um, Return, of about, the Return of the Jedi. Well, it's. I'm sure, sure, it's gonna be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but of the the three, it's the weakest. No, I agree universally. It's actually my favorite Star Wars
0: movie. No, wait, no, it's not my. Sorry, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie. The first one's my favorite. Let's read
1: the consensus. Here we go. Going to reach you. Read. Okay, okay.
2: And what's the consensus for Return of the Jedi?
1: Um, well, you scroll down from it. There it is. Okay, okay, well,
2: critics still have a fairly high review of it.
1: But read the actual consensus. They're, they're failing to to reach cinematic heights of its predecessors, that's key statement there. Look at uh, a new new uh centimeter ninety two. Um Empire, Empire Strikes Back is probably a ninety eight or something like like that. Yeah, um, as as I know. Return of the Jedi had Ewoks, little fuzzy creatures that, that annoyed a lot of people. Like apparently. they're teddy bears.
0: No, they're not. No, they're yeah. not. All right, now, God fucking damn it!
1: They're a little plushy teddy bear basically teddy bears JJ. we're doing
0: this on camera we're doing this on camera let let us not forget that the ewoks Mm -mm. the whole set now god damn it guys the whole setting of the ewoks for return of the jedi was that george lucas wanted to have a juxtaposition of man versus like creature and he yeah yes they're cute yes wicked is adorable let's not forget gentlemen that the Ewoks are little brutal killing savages. Not only do they take down an, an, an AT-AT fighter, not not at fighter, but a, like a walker, they are. They will kill you. They are flesh-eating animals. They are cute by nature, but they will fuck you up badly. Mark my word.
1: I buy yours today for, for nineteen eighty-nine.
0: Literally, the, the Ewoks are brutal. Killing beasts. I think so, JT's very
2: pro ewok.
0: I am pro ewok to the fucking max. Really? So I would defend these little savages.
1: Okay. So here, here's my what? question though. If Lucas wants want to make that man versus wild um, why not instead of saying the battle and or the bell on Kajik. It was
0: supposed to be that, but he wanted something. The like Wookiee the, the Wookiees are too technologically savage. Let's not forget that. Good point. The Wookiees hey. have able to look Chewbacca. Now we're getting all Star Warsy. Chewbacca has a laser crossbow. He, okay. Ewoks have a like a, a slingshot with rocks. Come on, be reasonable. It was supposed to be Kaishak in the original script but it turns out that they wanted to do something different.
2: Hey, I got to tell you something. Um, JT, ELM, Ewok Lives Matter. Stop. Stop,
0: Bill. Yes, but yes. Um, I just want to go on a complete side note, gentlemen. John Jacob is in the chat board. This fine gentleman is a... Savage at life. Can I? Can, and I just want to point out on our stream for our podcast listeners. Just for our podcast listeners, none of you guys know our YouTube channel recently crossed one thousand subscribers. And John Jacob was in the chat board is our 1,000th subscriber. So kudos to you for being an, on our stream tonight, my friend. And tune in every Wednesday. We go live every Wednesday, and you yeah. are to watch us all the time. You are awesome. I give you full credit. You—he's a big fan of mine and a big fan of ours. He's talked to me numerous times and throughout uh, throughout the past day or so. Uh, so just a shout out to John Jacob in the chat board. Welcome, 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 welcome.
2: Yeah. So welcome and thank you for being our one thousand subscriber, buddy. We appreciate it. Oh. Thank you. And you know,
0: and you know what that deserves?
2: Applause! Applause!
0: Applause! Yes. For our podcast listeners we might not be aware of it, but it's true. Yeah, so.
2: So, yeah, um, yeah, but, you know, of the Star Wars twi- trilogy, I think Return of the Jedi is the weakest.
1: As is the pop- popular consensus.
2: And because The Empire Strikes Back was so dark, you know, the bad guy actually wins. So.
0: Yeah, it's pretty dark. That you
1: go Return of the Jedi like, just feels, feels fluffy in comparison
2: goes to teddy bears. But Okay, I get it. They're killing machines,
0: JT. I get it. Don't but. fuck around with an Ewok. It'll eat your <laughs> dick off. Well honey, we can't have kids. Why? Honey, Ewok ate
2: my
1: off.
0: <laughs> you think I'm joking.
1: I mean this is the not height a hell of a day, <laughs> I, I mean the height matches. See
2: <laughs> the Ewoks
0: <laughs> they gotta get down there. So they gotta hey. banish, they got height advantage, boys. They got it. I'm just saying, we're going off the wall tonight. Yeah. And no,
2: none of us are drunk or stoned at this point. Um but anyway. Yeah, um you know what? I actually just thought of something and I was just reading up on this. And what? and I think this had more of a mixed reaction when it first came out. Um, and that is the movie Gremlins. Interesting pick, because okay, it is. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it does have a higher. It does have a higher critic score than an audience score.
1: I think I know like, where you're going with this, though.
2: When this movie first came out... No, some critics... Siskel and Ebert liked it. They liked it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other critics didn't because they thought it was too violent.
1: Much like a uh, certain Indiana Jones movie.
2: Temple of Doom. Like, a lot like... Letter Maltin... When this came out, he didn't like it, but um, but this was like around the time when the PG thirteen rating was coming, and this was a movie that really pushed the envelope being PG. Yeah, and yeah, I'm reading up some of those critiques right now, um, and. Okay, what, you know, so it did have mixed reviews, like Leonard Maltin disapproved of the film, and his view was made clear in his remarks on the, on Entertainment Tonight. He called the film icky and gross. He later wrote that despite being in a picture postcard town and blending the feel of It's a Wonderful Life with that of the blob, the film is negated, too vivid, violence and mayhem, and he gave it two out of four stars. And before I give on, I will be. I will be. To give Leonard Maltin credit where credit's due. He did make a cameo in Gremlins 2, The New Batch.
1: Yeah, because he, he like has a re-
2: When he was given the review of. Of gre- of gre of gremlins, the first one, and he's saying this movie's terrible, it's gross. And then the gremlins are like, eh. and then they attack him. And he's no, no, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. So you know what? I gotta admit, I I Leonard Malton, I will give him credit in Gremlins 2 for making for being a good for being a good sport. For being a good that he was because he was being a good sport. And I'm sure they probably asked him, hey, Leonard, would you mind making a cameo in Gremlins 2? Justin, do you think they actually go, okay, you know what, payback for what he said about the last one, or do you think they told Leonard Maltin what was going on and said, it's all in good fun. We're just busting your chops.
1: No, it, it's absolutely the aesthetic. think it's like, oh, pay. Absolutely, They're not
2: like, oh, Maltin, payback's a bitch. No. no. No, no. I'm sure they just like, oh, it's all in good fun. We we No harm, no foul. But no, he actually did give... I think he actually did give the second one a better review than the first one.
1: Mm. And, but... I'm sure he likes one of the, of the actors very much.
2: What was that, Justin?
1: Well, I'm sure he, he likes one of the actors very much.
2: Yeah, but... But, you know, like, this is a film. It's like, you know what? It's so weird. It really talks about when you reflect then and now. It's like of movies being so violent because... Critics were criticizing that the movie was too violent, and you know, which later inspired the PG-13 rating. Um, and also, in Gremlins Two, there was a scene in the movie in the movie theater when when a guy when a when a mom is running out with a little girl saying, "You're really showing this," and, he, and the movie and the movie theater ticket taker is like. We just show these movies, madam. We don't make them. That was actually based off an incident. An incident when a little when a mother dragged out her child of the first Gremlins movie.
1: So that that is something I will say. Uh, uh, and this this isn't really that much of an issue anymore with, with the creation of the PG Peachy rating. Um, because what, what has in nowadays is. We just got G was a was thing. PG became a new G. And PG-13 is the new, new PG, and some are. You get away with it with, oh, is actually 53%. I still stand by my st- statement. Um. Anyway, um, the MPAA's.
2: I don't. I don't know what the standards are like anymore. Anyways. You know that's a that's a con- that's a whole nother
1: conversation for a whole nother episode. But
0: look for our next mixed bag episode. Just you know
1: go. we could do that. What the hell is MPAA smoking?
2: Okay, but anyway, it's just such a weird concept that. Back then, movies were criticized for being too violent. Nowadays, it's like, okay, it's violent. No big deal. JT, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm um, a Joker.
2: Yes. Well, that was also a bunch of other things, too. Yeah. But. um
0: about Gremlins or the rating system? What do you got?
2: Like, do you think it's like weird how back then movies actually got flack for being too violent, but now people are just like, eh, Whatever.
1: There's another other movie we can talk about that that, that actually got a, had a PG thirteen rating.
2: And was it the other one, Justin?
1: Maybe it's the other one. Oh, no, no, Nagel's too. No, uh, no. What was that? it, it is a movie that I adore. Not so much, much but I. Adore. What is it? My favorite Christmas movies. Batman returns. So, <laughs> this movie. Okay, yeah. 80% on Ryan on tomatoes. That's, that's not who I'm talking about. Yes. Siskel and Killeny both did not like this movie. Hey, that's that, guys. <clears throat> However, um, yes, it was received rather well. It was the parent groups that was concerned turned about the movie because in their comic book movies are just supposed to be these fun frivolous sh- 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 be. Things, and this is, is one of those Tim Burton-y, Tim Burton movies. Tim Burns ever Tim Burton. Um, it's violent. It's it's gross, and I adore it. The parent groups thought it was filing gross, and boycotted it. it, it. McDonald's, all the toys.
2: To be fair... To be fair, though, Justin, I don't think this is a movie you could really promote with a Happy Meal toy. To be fair.
1: Okay, fine. But... But... It's it's rated PG thirteen for a reason. Yeah. Did critics like the movie, or were they
2: like,
1: um, back then? I th- think it was mixed positive because I think it was really. The Batman only has, he has a one?
0: Fascinating. Yeah, I saw that too.
1: That's fascinating.
0: It is. It's like practically reversed. Let's talk about that for a sec.
1: About the same amount of reviews too. Interesting. Now, now this movie, it, I don't think anyone expected to see what it was because of the '60s Batman. You know, it's still in everyone's mind. I know, um, people still can't see see Batman or anything but that. Can't be Adam West figure who likes to do that. And Cause critics, just I don't think they really bomb. like this movie.
2: This movie, I don't think critics really liked it when it came out.
1: Oh, it's it's it definitely held up. I mean, oh, it did. When I mean, I don't think we would have Michael Keaton. Re- Turning to the role if this wasn't well regarded. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, the fact that this is, is only at 771 and Batman Returns is at 80 I mean, listen, I love that it's at 80%, but, but wow <laughs> Yeah,
2: because I think, again, it's that nostalgia that people liked Batman. They liked the Adam West. They didn't They didn't want a new, darker interpretation. That's my theory. I
1: did. A Bill theory. I know I went alive, but Twinkle in my dad's eye did.
0: Bill, that's a new shirt we're going to make. What A Bill theory. Bill theory. I'm going to make that. <laughs> Yeah, Fuck for the Super yeah. Show Store, and also
2: our favorite shirt. Thanks, COVID,
0: and one eight hundred
2: got Bill. Got Bill. One hundred got Bill. All
0: available now in our store. Oh, by the way,
2: call me Anna. One eight hundred got Bill. Um.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: Well, All right,
0: any other else? Any other films we could talk about, guys? Or what do you think? I think I'm good. You, Justin? I'm I'm good too. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Well, I guess that's gonna do it for us tonight. Thank you, everyone who's watched and supported chat board. I was interacting with you guys for a majority of the night. You guys are outstanding. Thank you for all of you who are listening and watching us. You, you guys make already... the show. Yeah, exactly. It's all about bringing community together. We all we love community here at the Super Review Show. Community is fun. Yes, I want to thank Justin Favre for joining us tonight on this special occasion, and hopefully he'll join us next week when we do critics for right. We'll see what happens. Hopefully so. Um,
1: the other half of the time,
0: (laughs) we'll definitely see. I want to thank as always Bill Murphy for joining us as always joining me as always. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, sir. And And by the way, I just want to point something out before Bill does his typical plug. If you go to our YouTube channel and you go to our personal accounts, his YouTube channel is now one of our sponsors. You can follow him at sports. Follow us at sports insanity network. And don't,
2: and don't forget to, and don't forget, check out the sports insanity podcast. We are available on all platforms and don't forget to check me out tomorrow night, about seven o'clock for Thursday night, Gridiron. As we talk, as we preview the Saturday NFL wild card games, so check that out, guys.
0: Yes, as always.
1: I'm sorry. I, I was distracted by JT's dabbing.
0: Sorry about it. It's okay. Anyways, thank you so much for watching, <laughs> listening. However you listen to us.
1: And and sorry, sorry. to uh, Matt Damon. And we, we ran, out, uh, of ran out, of out of time.
0: We ran out of time, Matt Damon. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. Have a great night. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out, everyone.